you're listening to another episode of the Thought Card Podcast. Today, we're going to be chatting about 2018. And I'm going to recap how my year went in a nutshell. So, so much has happened this year. I experienced a ton of things. Many great things happened. Many uh, not so great things happened as well. But that is a part of life. In this episode, we're going to chat about what worked what didn't work, and some of the lessons that I learned in 2018. Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. So the first thing that comes to mind is getting a promotion at work. So now I am officially a manager and I'm almost done with probation. So that's pretty, pretty exciting. I've been a manager for almost six months now and I got the position by asking for what I wanted and I was pretty bold about it. And I'm not going to lie, it was pretty scary to put myself out there and be vulnerable in that way. But from that move, I was able to get a new title a raise, and now I am gaining managerial experience. So that's been super exciting in the career path that I'm on. That's been definitely what worked. Now, in terms of love life, I met my boyfriend, Kyle, and it's just been an amazing year. I'm super excited to see how our lives continue to intertwine in the new year. Now, let's talk about the podcast. So I launched the Thought Card podcast in September of 2018. And within a month, I had over 500 downloads. And I mean, that just was a huge win for me. You know, I say a lot that I've been wanting to start a podcast for many, many years, and I'm not looking back. And in fact, podcasting has been my favorite medium so far, which is, you know, pretty big to say since I've been blogging for almost four years now. So launching the podcast, having you here as listeners has been such an amazing, amazing blessing. So that is definitely what worked for me in 2018. Seems like I was pretty bold in 2018, which let's see how that continues in the new year. So in 2018, I also created WOC Podcasters, which stands for Women of Color Podcasters. So this is the community that I've created on Facebook. And it all started from not hearing about Spotify's announcement of the Sound of Bootcamp winners on May 1st. So there's actually a long, long story I had an idea of starting a podcast for a while and there was a podcast I wanted to start, but, you know, I, I had cold feet. I wanted to have a co-host with me and I was just really on the fence. But Spotify had released a sound up boot camp where they were looking for women of color who were aspiring podcasters and they were going to train you. They were going to fly you out to New York City, train you with experts for an entire week, put you up in a nice hotel and all that good stuff. And then you could be in the running for winning $10,000 to get your project started. So when I saw this opportunity, I said to myself, you know what, this is me. Like, 
I have an idea for a podcast. I'm a woman of color. I'm a total newbie. Let me let me try. So I spent a lot of time putting together the application, you know, making sure my pitch was rock solid. I didn't even pitch the Thought Card podcast at the time. There was another idea I had and I pitched that. But interestingly enough, one of the questions, I can't remember exactly what it said, but one of the questions said, you know, what's something that you would like to see change in the podcasting community? Something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of that. And I remember saying that I would like to see a community of women of color coming together, sharing resources and learning and just like just doing a thing, you know, just doing it and being out there and being vocal and having their voices heard. And guess what? Like, it's so it's so trippy, but I actually ended up creating that exact community. I'm very, very proud of WOC Podcasters, the Facebook community. If you are considering podcasting and you're a woman and you're looking for a tribe, please definitely come find us over at, you know, WOC Podcasters. And I know you will feel right at home. Now, what's amazing about creating this Facebook community is that so much has evolved from that. So many opportunities and so many doors have opened since that group started on May 1st. I was able to present at Podcast Movement, which is one of the biggest podcasting conferences on the planet without even having a podcast yet. So mind you, I was presenting at Podcast Movement in July and I launched my podcast in September. So it was just a huge accomplishment that by creating a platform for women of color to be able to be in community with each other, to speak to each other, to learn from each other, I was invited to speak about to speak about it. I have also been invited to become an editorial board member of the podcast Business Journal alongside a handful of industry leaders. This is huge, okay? You know, so I am one of the editorial board members of Podcast Business Journal and I feel so excited and I've been able to write two articles about the things that I feel like are relevant and and prevalent in podcasting and just being invited to just sit at the table with these experienced giants is such a big honor you don't even know (laughs) it's just been amazing but that's what I'm talking about it's like sometimes you do one thing in life and it just opens up so many different doors for you down the road and I could say the same thing applies to my blog you know like I started my blog almost four years ago and look how look look at like what is around me now now I'm podcasting you know I'm a freelance writer it's just like it's amazing and mind-boggling so when people say just do it guys it it really you just have to do it and it's scary to put yourself out there it's scary to be bold but what if things actually worked what if things what if things were successful what if you were successful how would you feel i feel pretty darn good which is awesome all right so in 2018 let's talk a little bit about the personal finance space one of my goals this year was to get more involved in the personal finance community and the personal finance blogging community which is why i went over to fincon and i learned a ton of information at fincon and now i feel so much more plugged in it's amazing how you feel when you're surrounded by like-minded people who are doing things that are similar to you 
Now, in 2018, I was able to participate in my first panel discussion in New York City with AIM Unlimited. And it was awesome because I got to sit on the comfy couch with two other amazing, amazing personal finance experts. And we were just talking about everything from student loans to credit card debt to emergency savings and funds like that. So it was just amazing to be able to have my first panel discussion. It's like seeing your name in lights. (laughs) It's just awesome. And, you know, I definitely feel like people walked away moved in some way. People came up to me after the discussion. I actually even had like friends of mine who who came out just to support me, which was, I mean, it just brings tears to my eyes to see that people people are embracing what I do. Now, in terms of travel, I did a lot of short trips this year. I actually haven't sat down and actually looked at my receipts and figured out like all the trips I went on, but here's a couple that I went on for sure. I went to Ireland it was my second trip to Ireland. Ireland is my one of my favorite places in the world. But I'm telling you that grass is green. That grass is green on that side of the world, okay? Now, I also went to Chicago, which is a usual winter trip that I go on every year. I went to Oslo, Norway, which was, um, let's just say in the wintertime, I was literally skidding on ice. Oslo's streets in February were literally ice, and I was walking everywhere on ice. So I'll just leave it at that. I also had the chance to go to San Juan, Puerto Rico. I also went to the Finger Lakes and attended TBEX, a travel blogger conference. I went to Orlando three times now. <laughs> uh, I went first time with uh, Kyle. We went on a quick weekend getaway to Orlando to Disney World. I also went again with Kyle and his family. And then I went a third time for the FinCon conference. So I went to Orlando three times last year, which is a lot. And I will be going again in 2019. I also had a chance to visit Toronto as another annual trip that I love. I love hanging out with my friends, Chris and Gogo from Rudderless Travel. They live up there. And now I have more friends. I have I have Kevin and I also have uh, Catherine. So shout out to them. So in addition to attending conferences, and the reason why I enjoy going to travel blogging conferences and podcasting conferences is because learning alongside other creatives is how I have been able to level up my game every year. I am a podcast junkie, so I listen and I absorb a ton of free content, but there's something about being in a dedicated place for several days, jam-packed learning, vibing, and networking that has a profound impact in your business. So if you are looking for conferences and you're a blogger or a creative or a podcaster, I can't recommend it enough. Some of the guests that I actually have on the show have been people who I've met at conferences. In 2018, I also got interviewed on a lot of podcasts. I was featured on Chronicles Abroad with Francis and Nubia. They have a really great podcast. Comfortably Excluded, WTF, IDK podcast, and also Travel Fuels Life with Drew. And 
I just enjoy just like speaking to them, learning from them, and also sharing my story. And a lot of the times when I'm on podcasts, I'm sharing how to travel affordably. I'm sharing how to be a financially savvy traveler, the tips and tricks and ways to actually shift your mindset so that you can feel like, yes, I can afford to do travel and do other things because we're not just one dimensional out here. Like we have other responsibilities. We have student loans. We have mortgages. We have, you know, education that we need to need to attain. So I'm, I just love being able to hop on different podcasts and share my knowledge of what I've learned along the way. What didn't work in 2019? You know, what went wrong in 2019? And I have a couple to share with you guys. I do feel like I overworked myself. I didn't really fuel my body in a ways that was like, you know, nutrition and with sleep. I felt overworked and I got really, really sick last winter slash spring. And I'm confident that that was stress related. So this was the first time that I actually took sick days at work. That was a huge thing. And I was in pain and it just made me realize like, you know what, like, it's not worth it. Like, it's not worth it to put yourself in a situation where you're causing your own sickness. You're causing your own pain because you're overworking yourself. You're feeling stressed. Um, for what? It's not going to pay. I know I talked about this in previous episodes of the podcast, but having roommates was a big, like, uh, that didn't really work out the way I wanted it to in 2018. So the story goes that one of my roommates actually didn't pay for almost three months and which is, you know, totally not acceptable. But the good news is that I am roommate free now. I am no longer house hacking. I'm no longer using the rental income to help pay off some bills or to save. So I'm at the point where I feel super good about that. But having roommates is no small feat, my friends. Another thing I feel like that didn't necessarily work this year is planning advance and planning too far in advance when it comes to travel. So when you're chasing flight deals and you're hopping on the best thing, the best next thing, you're usually planning out your trips way in advance. So I actually, because of just how life happened, I had to cancel quite a few trips. I canceled a trip to New Zealand. I canceled a trip to Milan. So again, this is some money wasted, of course. So just it's just making me be more intentional. Like when I am deciding if I'm going to hop on a flight deal and go on a trip, can I actually go? The funds have to be there for you to travel. Like I'm not going to travel and put myself into credit card debt. So those are some of the things that did not work in 2018. In 2018, I abandoned my budget for a good nine months. I didn't pick up my budget again until November, October, November after FinCon. But I abandoned my budget because I was just lazy. I felt like, hey, I've been doing good stuff. Like, I've been paying off debt. I've been buying houses. I've been doing things. Like, I don't need a budget anymore. I got a budget in my mind. I know how it works. Uh, No, you don't. The good thing about not having a budget is that it has shown me that how important it is to go back to your fundamentals. So that's the good thing about it. But the bad thing about not having a budget is that I didn't really progress that much in 2018 financially. Like I didn't hit my 
goals like I really wanted to because I actually, for the most part of the year, I had no idea where my money was going. Buying a house, paying off $63,000 of student loan debt doesn't just happen because you're good with money. It happens because you are strategic because you're using tools and resources because you are very intentional of what you're doing and because you're goal-centered. You're centered on a specific goal. So creating and sticking to a budget has opened a lot of doors for me in the past and it will continue to open the doors for me in the future. So with that being said, it was a big wake-up call for me this year that a budget is still important. And that's why I'm working on creating the Back to Budgeting Basics course. And it's almost ready to launch, so I will let you guys know as soon as it's ready. But the whole point of me creating a course is that, like, I know what it's like to feel overwhelmed, to feel stressed, to feel maybe a little angry as to like why your numbers aren't working, why your finances aren't working. And this past 2018, I learned so much that a budget can make life so much more easier and you could get your goals faster. So although I touch upon a lot of tips and tricks and strategies to help you to afford travel more, pay off debt, and I empower you to build your wealth, we still need to get down to the fundamentals. And that's what this course is going to be all about. And that's why I'm going to be teaching you the step-by-step method that I used. Like I'm living this. I live, I'm living my budget. So I'm going to be showing you how to do that too. If you are interested in learning more about the Back to Budging Basics course and you want to get updates for when it goes live very soon, you could head over to podcast.thoughtcard.com forward slash budget and you'll enter my email list and I'll keep you updated with all the updates and progress and you'll be the first to know when the course goes live. I'm also working on teasing some content for that newsletter so you'll be getting tips and tricks and strategies about how to create your budget in the meantime before the course launches. So that is my 2018 in a nutshell. So much has happened. I had so many wonderful things that have worked for me things that didn't work quite so well, but it's all a learning lesson. A lot of people have a word for the year and my word is committed. I am committed to seeing the things that I want to accomplish. I want to see it go through. I want to have less goals, but I want to be very committed and I want to see it all to the end. In 2019, financially, I want to gradually increase my contribution to my retirement accounts. One of the things that I've been doing is that every couple of months or so, I increase my savings rate by 1% to 2%. And I do that because it's not really hurting me that much and I'm not really seeing a huge difference in my paycheck. So gradually increasing my retirement savings to about 15% is what I want to hit in the new year. I also want to pay off my mortgage. Now, of course, I'm not going to pay it all off in 2019, but my goal is to tackle $10,000 extra in payments that are applied specifically towards my principal balance. So that's, I'm excited for that. Like I want to be done with this mortgage payment ASAP. And 
everything in my mind knows that I can do it. I'm pumped up. I visualize myself with no mortgage payments, no more. So that's one of my goals for the year. Of course, I'm not going to be able to tackle it all, which is it's not possible, but I want to tackle 10,000 and I feel like that's doable. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. Now, another personal goal of mine is to read. Now, I'm not going to say I'm going to read 10 books a year because I feel like that's you know, that could be daunting. But I decided to myself that I want to read 15 minutes a day. And 15 minutes a day is enough when I'm commuting on the train or if I'm winding down at the end of the night. It's something that I can quickly do. So I feel like that could be a quick win for me. And I feel like so far it's been going pretty well. Another goal I also want to do besides launching my Back to Budging Basics course, is to finish writing and publishing my book. It will happen in 2019, guys. I will do this. So this will be my biggest focus. And I am looking forward to crushing it and keeping you guys posted on the developments. Now it's your turn. What's your top 2019 goal? Is it going back to school? Is it traveling the world? Or is it increasing your retirement savings? Let me know by sending me a voicemail at podcast.thoughtcard.com forward slash voicemail. And if you haven't already, please take a minute to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast player. As always, thanks for your support. And the door is always open for you to join the Financially Savvy Travelers Facebook community. Until next time. Bye.